1: It's time for the Fox 4 Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Deely. Well, we're here after the Pocono race, one we thought was going to be, one I thought was going to be kind of boring. Turned out to be a pretty good race today at Pocono.
0: Yeah, uh, compared to just a few weeks ago when we were here, <laughs> my least favorite race, this one, it's hard to believe we were at the same track. I mean, this one, uh, the restarts were great. Uh, it came down to, you know, fuel mileage at the end, and uh, just what a great race. Um Not great if you're a Chase Elliott fan, like me. No,
1: but there were some surprises today at Pocono. The restarts were ridiculous. The the way they were racing on those restarts, sometimes five wide. You can't do that everywhere. Pocono is one place you can do that. But man, what an action-packed race! What a what a great. I don't usually like fuel mileage races, but it was it was great. It gave a little bit of excitement at the end. Does Denny Hamlin have enough to get to the finish? Eric Jones have enough? But it turned out to be a good, good day of Pocono.
0: Yeah, and, and Jones has been having some good uh, runs lately. Um, so he still hasn't clinched that first cup win yet. But uh, it's coming. he was close today. Um, I know last week he ran well, but uh, yeah, just those restarts. <laughs> and then we had you know a little bit of rain too. Oh, yes, the rain. Well, let's go ahead and take a look and see where your favorite driver finished today in the Gander RV 400 from Pocono Raceway. Your race winner, Denny Hamlin, followed by teammate Eric Jones and Martin Truex Jr., uh, William Byron, fourth, Kyle Larson, fifth. Good spot for him. Uh, Kevin Harvick, sixth, Daniel Hemrick, seventh, Brad Kozlowski, eighth, Kyle Busch, and Ryan Blaney wrap out your top ten. Eleventh was Clint Boyer, twelfth. Eric Amarillo,
1: thirteenth, Joey Logano. 14th, Ryan Newman. 15th, Jimmy Johnson. 16th, Chris Busher. 17th, Matt DiBenedetto, 18th, Paul Menard. 19th, Austin Dillon.
0: And Alex Bowman was 20th. And 21st, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., followed by Bubba Wallace, Matt Tipt. And 24th, Daniel Suarez. And 25th, Michael McDowell, And 26th, Corey LeJoy. Kurt Busch in 27th. Landon Castle, 28th. Ty Dillon in 29th. And Ross Chastain in 30th. 31st was Quinn Huff.
1: 32nd, Reed Sorensen. 33rd, B.J. McLeod. Austin Theroux was 34th. Josh Balicki, 35th. 36th, David Reagan, 37th. Ryan Priest
0: and bringing up the rear of the field after a crash, Chase Elliott, 38th. Yeah, that was a. Bummer. it's been a bummer the last few weeks, it seems, for the number nine team. Uh, chase, uh, we were talking just before the show, you know, if he he's lucky, he's got to win. So he's locked into the chase. So we know he's in the chase, but... If he didn't have you know that win or a couple wins, <laughs> he would be almost in the same boat as Jimmy Johnson right now. He has now. had
1: 10 races. The last 10 races, he's finished outside the top 10. So he's in a little bit of a, a, a bad luck streak there. But Denny Hamlin, uh, I, I was telling you right before we started that I, I write a, a race preview article for Fox4KC.com every, every, on Fridays. And this week, I talked about Denny Hamlin coming into Pocono. And I... I was right. It's so scary when that happens because it doesn't happen often. But Denley Hamlin, this is his fifth career win at Pocono, his third win this season, 34th career win overall. And, man, I got to think that uh, there towards the end, he was kind of holding back a little bit because when he
0: decided to make his move, he was gone. Yeah, he he, he shot out of there, um, passing Eric Jones and uh, Martin Turex Jr. Yeah, he shot up there. and. My pick was Ryan Blaney this week, who did get a top ten, and I, which is surprising because he had some bad luck too with the blown tire, hit, hit saw he hit the wall and spun out at one point. But it looks like he was able to bounce back and get a top ten. Well, he fetish. barely brushed the wall when they when they went back to the replay. It looked like he just barely scraped the the, the
1: wall with the rear of the car. So he was very very lucky because there been there were some there were some pretty Ryan Priest had a wicked hard crash there today in Pocono, but. And no, no shock to see Joe Gibbs all in the top ten. Again, you know, we week after week we talk about this, and we keep hoping, oh, will it be somebody besides Joe Gibbs or Penske? Well, was, it wasn't today.
0: I was rooting if it was going to be a Joe Gibbs win again. I was, I was kind of hoping, you know, Eric Jones to get that, to at least have a different winner. Yeah. For a while, though,
1: this looked like it could be Jimmy Johnson's day. He won the second stage. He was in perfect position. He was the car was running well. But man, after the restart in the third for the third stage, he got mired back in in 15th, 16th, 17th and really never never really made a run towards the front. and Finished 15th. So it's just I told people earlier this week that Jimmy Johnson runs really well there. He he has I believe he has two or three wins at Pocono. But I told them I don't see the fire in Jimmy Johnson than I've seen in the years past when he was winning and things were going great. I don't see that. I don't see the concern. I don't see. Yeah. I I almost want to say I see a lack of passion in Jimmy Johnson. And even though he runs well there, I didn't think it was going to happen. And yeah, even fortunately I was right.
0: Yeah. Even after winning the stage, I was, you know, it was good to see that team finally make something happen. But I just, I sort of knew like you were saying, I didn't see the fire. I had, didn't see the aggression. I mean, he just, I, after that stage two win, he just kind of disappeared again from the, you know, up front. And it's something I think we're going to start seeing more and more of. And, you know, we, we this has been the topic we brought up. We talk week after week, like, you know, is it coming down to maybe the, you know, you got to wonder if Jimmy Johnson is ready to, I don't think this year, because I think it would have been announced I don't. I want, I,
1: I, I'm just so hesitant to say the R word. I just. I really am because I don't want to lose another another big name driver. But this year, the last two years have just been dreadful for him.
0: Yeah, and it's hard to believe. After you know, he just got his you know seventh championship. You know, just a few not that long ago in 2016.
1: Yeah, and and here's here's the thing. We are getting we're we're running out of we're running out of time. To qualify for the playoffs, it's the clock is ticking. We're down to five races now before the cutoff for the playoffs, and there are guys who are in desperate shape. I mean, desperate shape and must win situations. And, and we, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I would say must win situations. Jimmy Johnson is one of those. He's he's in a must win for the second straight week. He is outside the playoff cutoff. He's in seventeenth, albeit I want to check here, but he, he's he's not far outside the cutoff, but. You know, you thought today was was going to be a good points day for him. Turned out not to be because they finished the same way that they have each week. It's just it's crazy the things that have happened to that team when they they were the they were the team to beat and they're not anymore. Is they're almost an afterthought anymore. And there were some guys who had surprising runs today. Daniel Henrick finished in 7th. What a great run for that team today.
0: Yeah. Um and uh William Byron, you know, Hendrick Motorsports at least got one in the top ten. Um, but Hemrick, I mean, I remember seeing uh he, he ran well in the the opening or before the All Star race, the racing to get in. Um I remember he was running pretty good there. So I think he's one to definitely keep an eye on, uh up front. I think um there's definitely a chance. That he could be one of these young drivers that may surprise you,
1: and and a good day for Kyle Larson.
0: Yeah, didn't that's...
1: crash, <laughs> didn't get in somebody else's trouble. Had a great run. Really was challenging for the victory there towards the end on that last restart. He really made some some pretty pretty bold moves to to make up some space to take some spots, but he just didn't have enough to hold up to to get
0: past Denny Hamlin. And Hamlin, I think after the close call last week you know him and harvick that great battle um you know he these drivers that's this is what we're talking about like the fire you know the passion hamlin last week like that was fun racing but he he got second place which a lot of drivers would be happy with and you know we complained about kyle bush but when the you know he did not want to be second again this week or below that i mean he wanted that win and he went for it and man these when it comes down they talk about fuel it's always and then you know it goes overtime, and it's just always a wonder like how do they have enough (laughs) at the end and even the drive to victory lane or do burnouts and things like that
1: well i wrote friday that jenny hamlin i felt like was going to come into pocono with a little bit of an attitude because of what happened last weekend because he was so close to getting that victory last weekend and he was a little frustrated with himself and and in post-race comments, he he even said, I should have hit him a little harder to move him up out of the groove a little bit, and I could have gotten past him. But then he said, well, I don't want to race that way. Well, I don't believe that because he's done it before. But I felt like he was coming into Pocono with an attitude. He had great runs there. Uh, he's, the, he's now the winningest active driver at Pocono with five wins there. So I'll tell you what, this is going to come down – I hate to say this, but this is going to come down to a battle between a Gibbs driver and a Penske driver. I, I think that's where we're. I think that's where we're at. Unless somebody, step, unless somebody steps up to really surprise me, I think that's where we're at this season.
0: I think if there is going to be a surprise, it'd be someone like Harvick. Um, and you know, once we get to the postseason races, um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, it's going to be Gibbs or Penske. Uh, holding that championship at the end. And I was just looking at this. Jimmy Johnson has not won a race since June fourth, 2017. We've Over won. 2 years. Yeah. Over 2 years. That's
1: just I, it's stunning to think about that. It I mean, really is. Even
0: Clinton Boyer has <laughs> multiple wins since then. I mean, that's And I'm not big, I'm not saying Clinton Boyer is a bad driver or anything, but you're talking a about comparison. a seven-time champion. Uh, and he's on a great, you know, Hendrick Motorsports. Um, uh, you know, Chase Elliott's been able to get wins. Alex Bowman has a win. I mean, how is this guy not winning? I mean, just something. And, we you know, earlier in the season we mentioned, you know, the crew chief change. This is, you know, he's not with Chad Knaus for the first time in his cup career. But we're kind of past that now. I mean, you, you look at Kurt Busch on a new team. He's got to win. I mean, I, it's just something is – up. Something's
1: up, absolutely. And and it's interesting you mentioned Clint Boyer, uh, Emporia, Kansas, native. That cat is in a win, uh, uh, desperate for a win. He he's he's now dropped to sixteenth in points, just ahead of Jimmy
0: Johnson. And for a while we were seeing him somewhat consistent. I mean he had some bad luck, but lately um he hasn't really been talked much. I don't uh he got eleven, so he's just outside the top ten today but just again he always so far this
1: season he always seems to get into either his own problem which we've seen a couple times or he gets in somebody else's trouble and it causes him not to have the finish he's looking for but like i said we're cat we're losing races for these guys to qualify for the for the playoffs and and Clint Boyer i think is a guy you would expect to see there just like Jimmy Johnson you would expect to see him there but i'm telling you what they got to pick it up this some of these guys, like we said, are in a must-win situation. Um, I think as we look at the points, not any real big changes. Joey Logano is still your leader. Kyle Bush is second, Harvick third, Hamlin fourth. Those guys are all locked in because they have wins. Truex Jr. is in sixth. Kurt Bush is locked in with a win. Is eighth, ninth. Chase Elliott is in there. Eric Amarolo is in ninth place, does not have a win. Alex Bowman in tenth with a win. And then you have guys with no wins, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Kyle Larson, Eric Jones, Ryan Newman, and Clint Boyer. So some of those guys may be okay on points, but as we've seen, guys, Clint Boyer, perfect example, has just fallen through the point standings as as the, the poor finishes have added up for that team.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and then speaking of Pocono, this is another one like Daytona. NASCAR is making a big change next year. Yeah, they announced the changes uh, earlier this weekend on how they're going to do this doubleheader next week or next year. It's it's crazy. They're, so they're still two races at Pocono, but they're on the same weekend. So
1: it's going to be interesting to see how how this works out. They 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 announced that it was I've got it right here in front of me. It's going to be five races in two days at Pocono in 2020. The, double, the NASCAR doubleheader event will be qualifying on Friday, which sets the field for the Saturday race. It will be an impound race, so they qualify. They can't touch their cars. Qualifying for the Sunday event will be an inversion of the lead lap cars. So if you win on Saturday, you're going to start – at the back of the lead lap car, you're gonna you're gonna be wherever wherever the lead lap car is finished. So if the if the last car in the lead lap on Saturday was thirty second and you win, you're gonna start thirty second on Sunday. I don't know how I feel about yeah, that. Yeah, it's
0: one of those things. It's like I'm I'll wait until I see it. I'm not gonna bash it. Um I'm not as passionate about Pocono's gotta be in I mean, like I've mentioned before, the last race this was exciting. Pocono has had exciting races um so I don't mind them changing it that it, it's not in July next year but this whole whatever they're doing I just got to wait and see maybe you know I'll like it NASCAR I just they keep changing so much and um you know we've we've stuck with it all this time but they've lost a lot of fans over the years just because they keep tweaking stuff and um, kind of changing what made NASCAR NASCAR. Well my
1: biggest question my biggest question for the doubleheader weekend at Pocono is are are they gonna race a new car on Sunday or they have to stick with one car or how how's that gonna work? You don't want to race a, a second Pocono race on an engine that had just run four hundred miles the day before. You just they they don't make them that would mean that engine would have to not only be a qualified you qualify with that engine. You can't change it before the first race. And if you if you have to use the same car, that engine's going to run 800 and some odd miles. That's not that's not going to happen. They cannot be that durable. Just, I, I you just talking, can't.
0: There's some, I mean, you know, Kyle Busch, he's run multiple Xfinity races, and he's, you know, racing other series so much that he's not able to anymore. But some of these other drivers, even like Jimmy Johnson, uh, I mean, two races in two days—it's gonna wear some of these drivers out. That's
1: another good point—the the the, the, uh, the uh, sustainability of the driver, and and it's it's gonna be. Well, what is the date gonna be? It's gonna be in July. No, it's gonna be the end of June, June 25th through the 28th. It could be pretty warm in Pocono at that time of the year, so heat could be an issue. So it, it'll be interesting, and we'll hear more about it as this this season goes along, and as we move into the off season let's go ahead and take a take a listen to your drive, winning driver today, Denny Hamlin, picks up his fifth win at Pocono, and he talks about his run today after last week just barely missing out on the victory. Here's Denny Hamlin.
0: I tried to keep the, the tank kind of full and uh, saved as much as I could under caution, saved all I could under green. So if it was going to be not enough, it was just not going to be enough. So uh, I was... I was okay with the outcome, one way or the other. Uh, we did everything we could to win the race. We made the calls to win the race, and uh, it worked out for us. It was a good race for us, where you know it was pretty smooth. Nothing crazy happened. We had good restarts when we needed them. When we didn't have a great restart uh, there at the end, I was able to make up back up that track position that I lost. So um, it all kind of went to
1: plan. Well, Pocono is one of Denny Hamlin's favorite tracks. Obviously, he wins there. It's a it's Today, was it five victories? Five victories. Yeah, that's his fifth Pocono win.
0: Oh, man, that's hard to believe. And Hamlin's one of those drivers. I mean, I used to, like I I used to not care for him, but I don't know why. I think a lot of my family did, it and I kind of brushed up on me his attitude sometimes. But he's one of the. I mean, all the Joe Gibbs drivers are are great. I mean, they've shown that this season. You know, even Eric Jones, who hasn't got a win yet, but he's still. He's at least consistent and he's the ways. only
1: driver at Joe Gibbs Racing who doesn't have a win.
0: But Hamlin, who started off, you know, with the Daytona five hundred win and that's the second one. Um he, you know, last week listening to him and hearing him today, I mean, he <laughs> does not like second and like we were saying, I mean, once it was time to go, he went. Um, he was definitely, I think, holding back. Um, and then I was listening on the radio and uh you could kind of hear the concern in his voice on the fuel. Um, if you don't know, like, and I think it's still the same. Like these cars, they don't have like a mile. Like they're they're relying on their crew chief to tell them. All they they have a fuel pressure gauge, and they and
1: they know they have fuel when there's pressure in the te- in the system, but they don't know the calculations the crew chief has made for fuel mileage, and I I've never. I've never really understood how you can calculate this fuel mileage to such a precise, uh, a precise bit. When you see them fuel these cars up and 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 fuels, they get to the end of the second can and fuels spilling out. And how how do you know how much you actually got in that car? And how do you how do you? These creatures sometimes are just magicians. They really are. I don't know how you how you figure that precisely on the fuel mileage. Hey, we got a half a, we're half a lap to the good. How do you know that? That's why I'm not a crew chief. That's why I'm just a fan and I talk about it. But uh I think sometimes the crew chiefs don't share exactly how good or bad their fuel mileage is with the drivers unless it's desperate and they need to save some fuel. And there are ways to save fuel.
0: Yeah, and I remember reading, you know, stories on like Races where Daryl Waltrip is having to like shake the car like crazy just to get to the finish line and win a race.
1: Well, you've seen cars. You've seen cars sometimes on the high banked tracks where they'll drive down on the apron where it's level, so that the 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 fuel pickup system gets the fuel, all the fuel that's in the tank. And so, and there's ways they can, you know, they can coast. They can take the car out of drive. In fact, there are some drivers who, at some tracks, you can actually shut the car off and coast on under caution laps and save fuel that way there's a lot of ways they can do it
0: and for crew chiefs i mean it, it is a ga- it's all a gamble a lot of times and it comes to the point i mean we they were in overtime and like you were saying that sometimes they want to tell the driver they don't want the driver to worry they want the driver to do their job and that's race and win the race and it, it is a gamble because if he did run out of fuel Hamlin's probably not going to be happy with his crew chief but you know it, those opportunities is you got to take those chances and that's how you win races well
1: and here's here's another thing about in overtime if the lead car is is close on fuel and they go to the green flag in overtime and that lead car all of a sudden stalls because there's no gas can you imagine the mayhem that would be behind that lead car at Pocono on a green flag restart when the leader just can't get going. There would be massive carnage.
0: It reminds me. I think it was Dover a few years back when Jimmy Johnson missed the uh, gear and yes. caused the whole field, pretty much behind them, just a wreck. And that was crazy. But I think a lot of times when once the driver runs out, they try to get to the bottom when they can. They do absolutely. They do, but sometimes you, on a restart like that, you, you know, you, you are you're,
1: you're where you're at and. You just don't have any choice. But it didn't didn't happen today. Denny Hamlin had enough fuel. He got to the checker.
0: Hamlin is one of those two that it's kind of shocking he doesn't have a champion yet ship yet. And he was I remember I think it was twenty ten when Johnson got his fifth championship. And this is before they had the whole kind of they they had the chase, but it wasn't like the sixteen knockout round stuff. And he went into homestead first. And it was, like, one of the first times that a driver went into the last race first in points and then it won the championship. Yep. And I just remember, like, the look on his face, like, at the end there. And, man, I just – so it would be interesting to see how he does because he's, he, he's been in the Final Four before, I think.
1: Yes, he has. And And when you think about it, you think about – Guys who have raced and don't have championships. What is who is the, who is the first driver that comes to your mind who's 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 been a Cup racer that doesn't have a championship?
0: That's still running, or e- either way. Um, I mean, Denny Hamlin's won. The um, first
1: one that comes to my mind is Dale Earnhardt Jr.
0: Oh yeah, I I remember an interview a few years ago. Uh, before the Daytona 500 race, um, before Junior retired, and they asked, you know, would you rather win another Daytona 500 or would you rather win a championship? And he's like, you know, Daytona 500 is a race, but a championship is forever. And I'll never forget hearing that. So, I mean, Hamlin, like Junior, has two Daytona 500 wins. He has, he's got that dream that every driver wants, but all in all, that championship, um, and some drivers even like Mark Martin was never. Mark Martin
1: never had a championship, but he had, he had so many wins in 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 what then was the Bush series. He, I, I, Kyle Kyle Bush has now surpassed him, but he was the win leader in that series for years, and he won Cup races. You know, he was a consistent top finisher, but never got never won that elusive championship.
0: And vice versa. I mean, there's drivers that like Junior and Hamlin win multiple Daytona 500s, and there's drivers like. Tony Stewart, that has three championships. Never won at 500. And uh, and Dale Leonard Sr. took him years. About 20. Yeah. (laughs) And that that was such a huge deal when he finally won. But, uh, yeah, that's one of the things that makes NASCAR interesting is, I mean, there's drivers. I mean, we've we've talked about how Michael Waltrip, he has two, even – and not even close to a cup championship. And the rest
1: of his career was crickets. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's that's what I love about this sport is 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 you, you you have those guys who were and everybody expected Junior to be a championship winning driver. And I think and I think he has admitted to this, and I don't know if I read it in his book or or, or read it in an article, that he he believes he squandered early in his career, he squandered a lot of Opportunities in the Cup Series because he was just being a kid. He wasn't paid. he wasn't sold out to it. He was he was too into partying. He was too into doing his own thing. He wasn't committed. He wasn't he wasn't giving everything he had to race weekend.
0: I think it was kind of hard too to be you know, Earnhardt Junior. to have that name and, and try to follow up someone like his father. Oh, definitely. And, um, I think once some of that pressure was off of him once he went to Hendrick Motorsports. And um, definitely when uh, he won, I remember, in Michigan in 2012, that was the first time I saw his you know, now wife, and he just seemed happier and different. And, yeah, I mean, and same thing, I think, you know, some of these young drivers, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, even Chase Elliott, no one's expected him to be like his dad, but there was, I mean, he was all – the talk the right before he got in the cup series and, you know, he hasn't even Kyle Larson, there's a lot of drivers that they get talked up a bunch and there's a lot of pressure on them. And then, um, it takes a bit before they finally build up. I mean, Joey Logano, um, you know, when he was in Gibbs, I don't think performed just didn't fit. And, and now, I mean, he's a champion.
1: And I know, I know for sure that Dale Earnhardt Jr. has credited Rick Hendrick, with with holding him to a higher standard, holding him accountable, having him be there for team meetings, having him... I, I don't know if anybody else calls it this, but there is a Hendrick way that their drivers are expected to act the way they're expected to dress, the way they're expected to be. Mr. Hendrick holds his drivers to a high standard. Jeff Gordon always looked immaculate. He looked like a GQ model. You Jimmy s- Johnson always has the Hendrick look and the Hendrick attitude. And, and I, know, I've, I know for sure, I've, I've heard Junior Satan in, in interviews that he's thankful that he finally went to Hendrick Motorsports because Mr. Hendrick was not afraid to hold him accountable. Everybody else, he, he drove for his stepmom after his dad died and that didn't work. They, they did not get along. They didn't care for each other. And, and when he left there, he, he, you could tell he didn't care because of the way he performed on the track. But he went to Hendrick got got put in a car that was a top tier car he had a team and guys with him that believed in him mr hendrick believed in him and helped held him accountable to be who he really is and and i think it really changed the last part of his career
0: yeah i i agree he never saw his hat backwards once he was in hendrick motorsports you very
1: rarely saw him with a hat unless he was on the track in his driver's suit. He didn't wear hat. The Hendrick guys don't wear hats when they're in their, their dress shirts. and they're, Just think about it. When they're in a press conference, outside, if they're in their driver's uniform or they're at the track, they have their hats on. But when they're not, they don't. I never think, thought about think that. Think about that. that. Think about that. All right.
0: Poconos in the bag. Next week, Watkins Glen. And last year's winner, Chase Elliott, so hopefully maybe some luck uh, next weekend for Chase. Um, Chase
1: did well in California this year at the road course, though. He had
0: a pretty good race, if I remember right. I, I, I mean, I may not be, but I... I he I, does I mean, he does do well. You, road courses used to be where you'd have drivers that were better in, like, open wheel, that this was their track to win, like, Juan... Pablo Montoya and some of those guys. And now that's not the case. Um now you do have people like Turex, Kyle Bush, and Chase Elliott that still run well here. So um it's not one of those like uh super speedway kind of deals like
1: Jimmy Johnson has run pretty well at Watkins Glen before. He's he's Jimmy Johnson is not a great road racer, but he can win there. So Deep in my heart, I'm holding out that Jimmy Johnson gets a win
0: to lock in a place in the playoffs. I mean, Tony Stewart, uh, when he he was kind of, you know, had sort of lost the spark, and it was his last year. This isn't Jimmy Johnson's last year, as far as we know, but Stewart got his last race, at a, and that was done with Denny Hamlin. That was an exciting race. I don't think we'll see that this time but you never know um looking at the last five years like i said l.a. won there last year and 2017 it was martin trucks jr 2016 denny hamlin and in 2015 joey logano so we wow also so have guess what <laughs> not much has changed has it wow i didn't
1: realize that those guys had uh, had one wow guess what we may be looking at another gibbs Win next weekend or a Penske win. I don't know. Kyle Busch has had win there in 2013. There you go. What is it, man? What is it about this season with Gibbs and Penske? They, run, they have great teams, and they got great drivers, and they've built great cars. That's what it is. And they've won a bulk of the races this season between two teams, which is just amazing when you think about it. So here comes the time that I dread because I'm never Right. Who is gonna?
0: Who are you gonna pick for next week at Watkins Glen? I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Joey Logano, the 22 team. Um, I've seen him like where he's he swept a whole weekend at a road course before, so um, I think he's due for another win this season. Um, so <laughs> again, I've never been right, but we'll see. <laughs> this
1: is, folks. This is why I don't gamble because of the way I pick races just doesn't work out well but uh, you know what I'm I'm going to go with uh going to go out on a limb here I'm going I'm going to go with Kyle Larson Kyle Larson I think it's time had a great run today he's a pretty good road racer based because he has past experience on well he's a dirt track racer and but I think I think it's time for Kyle Larson to step up
0: But deep, like I said, deep, deep in my heart,
1: I want Jimmy Johnson to win. I really do. I
0: mean, Jimmy Johnson is almost at a point. It was hard when I was younger to be a Jeff Gordon fan right after Earnhardt passed away. Like, people did not like Gordon. But as time went on, you know, and he became a veteran of the sport, you know, those boos kind of went away. And I think you're going to see that. If Jimmy Johnson is able to ever get a win again, I think you're going to see – it's going to be such a different experience from other wins he's had in the past. Well,
1: and it's, you know, you, you, you talked a minute ago about Tony Stewart, and I'm reminded of Watkins Glen because that was the race. That was the cup race that was going to happen on Sunday, and he was at a dirt track in New York on a Saturday night and was involved in an accident where a young driver was killed. Several years ago, I don't know if anybody remembers that, but he was he was at a he was at a dirt race driving in a his dirt car, and a young man unfortunately got out of his car after his, his car had stopped on the track and and was trying to make a point to Tony Stewart and, and got hit, and that changed that changed Tony Tony Stewart drastically. Yeah. After that event, he was not
0: the same driver. And a year before that, he had you know had an injury that I think started. Kind of is a downfall, but like you mentioned that that incident, uh, just I remember listening to Tony Stewart after that, and it was just he was never the same, and and I can't imagine something like that. I can't either. And
1: my point for bringing that up is I don't want Jimmy Johnson to go out to just kind of fade away. I really would like to see Jeff Gordon really didn't go out on top. He he his last win was at at Martinsville. And that was a special win. But he really didn't, he wasn't dominating. He wasn't, it, it, he just kind of faded away. And he's he's a great driver. I was a huge fan of his. Dale Earnhardt Jr. left the sport because of health reasons, which I wholeheartedly commend him for that. And, and looking at the bigger picture and looking at life, the big picture of his life, and, and his, he's got a child now and he's married and that, that's all great. Um, the tragic death of Dale Earnhardt, and the way he his career ended, um, I would like to see Jimmy Johnson just go out on top. I would love to see him be an eight time champion. I really would. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I don't just I just don't want to see another
0: big name just kind of fade away in this sport. Yeah, I agree. Um, Gordon though was even though wasn't totally on top then, I think he still left at a somewhat good point. Um, I'll never forget that Martinsville win because I. Knew that was the same day the Royals got their second World Series win. Um, and I was almost more excited for the Gordon <laughs> win because I knew that was probably the last time I was going to see Jeff Gordon in victory lane, um, though he did race for junior the next year a bit. But um, it is great to still see your driver somewhat still, you know, at least leading laps or, you know, battling for leader in the top ten. And... Johnson just we haven't seen that just haven't seen it but let's
1: hope for better things for Jimmy Johnson and let's hope for a great race at Watkins Glen it can be can be pretty exciting there it's a fun track it's a high it's a high speed track speaking of Jimmy Johnson I'll never forget years ago when he was in in the Bush series.
0: I remember the. I know I when he
1: when he went straight into the wall at like 190 miles an hour, and he got out of his car and stood on top of his car and raised his hands above.
0: I've seen the footage that I mean, that they, was
1: a wicked wicked crash.
0: For back then, they didn't have you know, the safety Safe barriers and no. or even you know the safety inside the car. Um, so yeah, for him to be able to walk away like that.
1: Go look Go look at YouTube and, and, and search Jimmy Johnson's crash at Watkins Glen. It is a ridiculous crash and it is amazing that guy was able to get out of that car and celebrate on top. I mean, it was a wicked, wicked crash. Hopefully we won't have any of those next week but whatever happens in Watkins Glen we'll be back next week to uh, get you caught up on all the racing action as we count down to the playoffs. Let's see if those drivers who need a win can get one next weekend. No matter what happens, we'll be back here next week. For the Fox 4 Race Zone, I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dealy. Everybody have a great week.